You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, hosted by Aaron Walker and Heather Dyer. Tune in weekly to get inspired and make good food. Welcome to Three Kitchens Podcast. Here we are back again. Just us today. Hi, Erin. Yes. Hello, Heather. <laughs> so I'm going to get into mushrooms oh, a little bit yes. today. How much do you know about mushrooms? Um, not a lot. And I'm learning a whole bunch. So anything that mm. I do know or think I know, I can't quite remember yet. But I've been watching all these Netflix series. I find mushroom and fungus mm. stuff very interesting right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. There's also a very big discussion around psychedelics in terms of mental health treatment too and sort of mm, the history around right. that and I'm also extremely fascinated by that but I have a feeling we're not talking psychedelic mushrooms today I hope not okay <laughs> uh no no psychedelics today and any information I do share about mushrooms listen I don't know really anything I mm. like you am interested but I'm not at a point where I have learned enough that I'm any kind of authority. However, I do think it would be really cool to yeah. get somebody on as a guest who is Ooh. a mushroom expert. Yeah. And wouldn't that be fun? So speaking of things that are related, my sourdough starter, Joe, passed away. Oh, no. Joe is <laughs> It's like nine. a death in the family. There was oh, a death no. in the family. Joe oh. has retired. So I'm trying it again. Oh, you're starting from scratch. So I'm starting from scratch. I already had to redo it once because I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, go back. We have an episode with um, Larry yeah. Harris who taught us all about making sourdough from, from scratch. Yeah. And there's lots of good information there. Yeah. So I'm seeing if I can do it the second time around or if it was just like beginner's luck. So wish me the oh, sourdough I luck could. if you can do it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and some of those loaves of bread that you made where you put designs well, into them easy. and everything. Once you oh. got the starter going, then you could just cook with it. And I don't know. Joe was a good, Joe was a good guy. He was a he good was, little weird fondly remembered lob. <laughs> oh, Joe. But back to fungus. Yeah, the purpose of what we're doing here today, you don't have to grow anything. You just have to go and buy mushrooms. But I did do a little bit of looking into mushrooms because of our shared interest. And perhaps our listeners also have a bit of an interest in mushrooms. And I learned some things. <laughs> I told you I didn't know anything. I know a couple things now. So um, I'm going to be making a dish with portobello mushrooms. Okay. First thought I had was... What's the difference between portobello, portobella? Are these the same thing? Like, have you seen it written as portobello and portobella? And like, have you seen that? You're looking like you haven't. I feel like the words you keep saying are the same. So I'm clearly not close. Deja vu. Okay. Sometimes you see it written with an O on the end. And sometimes you see it with an A. Portobello okay. or portobella. And I was like, are these the same thing? Okay. Like I'm talking about basic information here, you guys. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Starting at the beginning. And I learned that apparently in the 1980s, there was a marketing campaign to try to promote people. Oh. They wanted people to just buy more. Buy more mushrooms. Mushrooms. And so the name was kind of invented. Hmm. 
as a way to make it sound good or I don't know they needed a name for these things maybe they didn't have a specific name before some marketing arm <laughs> of mushroom growers decided to give them a name mm. and so they named them that but it's gotten a little confusing because different areas or different growers use different either called it portobello or portobello so anyway if you see that too and you're like what the heck is going on here just blame the marketing folks okay. back in the 80s they were probably all snorting cocaine so let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> that's very possible okay now i also learned that a portobello mushroom is just left to grow longer than like the little mushroom so if you buy the little brown mushroom or the little white mushroom it's all the same thing okay there are different stages of development i did not actually know this okay i just recently heard that in the fungus yeah. series that I was listening to too. And I was like, I was thinking that as you were talking and I was like, I'm going to wait for Heather to confirm this because I can't remember if that was actually what I heard because I don't want to spread misinformation. But I heard that between the white, the portobello and the brown, we're not really getting variety. The little white button mushroom right. that's probably most common in our stores anyways. And they're probably, I would say the least expensive because they take less time to grow true those are the youngest ones then they get a little more developed and they turn brown but they're still that little domed mushroom mm -hmm. and they sometimes call them cremony yeah that is the next stage of development and then as they get bigger and they're those really nice big ones with a flat cap yeah and if you turn it over you see the gills yeah. underneath that is more mature and we call them portobello this is just like the peppers <laughs> remember way back yes. When, yes. when we realize that green peppers, red peppers, and yellow peppers are all the same pepper? Yeah, they've just grown at different rates or And what else was it? It was like another pepper was like a, like a jalapeno. Turns red and becomes something else? Chipotle? Yeah, a chipotle pepper is just a smoked, dried jalapeno pepper. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> the takeaway is you can harvest uh, something at a different stage and have a slightly different product. So mm -hmm. the flavor is also going to vary yeah. depending on when you've harvested it. So the little white mushrooms are milder. They're almost flavorless, I would say. They have very little flavor. They're the flavor sponges is what I like to call them because mm. they just soak up the flavor of whatever you put them with. And if you're and in they, my house, it's butter and onions and garlic. So And yum. white wine. Done. Yeah. And they have more moisture in them. And as they grow, they have a little more flavor, a little less moisture. So by the time you get to a portobello size uh, mushroom, it's quite dense, less spongy, but it has more flavor. Cool. Look at what we're learning, Erin. We're learning some things. I still want someone to come on and teach us the real facts about mushrooms. So threekitchenspodcast at gmail.com. Email yeah. us if you're a mushroom expert. If this is making your head explode, please contact us. <laughs> yeah, if you're like, oh my God, these women know nothing. Stop reading the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we're calling it the internet should be the first warning. <laughs> okay, so what I've decided to do is make a portobello mushroom steak. That's in quotes. Oh, yes. I don't know why it needs to be in quotes, but it always is when you see it. Mm -hmm. Because they're big and kind of hearty mm -hmm. and dense they hold up well to turning them into a main dish and a replacement for a animal-based protein right are mushrooms high in protein so from what i can find out 
um, mushrooms do, are not a source of protein. I don't believe they're a source of protein. They're okay. B vitamins, phosphorus, selenium, copper, potassium, um, vitamin D, depending on the amount of sunlight they get while they're growing in like in a commercial operation, oh. like a farm, you might get more vitamin D into them. Okay. With, they're not growing under a log somewhere and then in the, in the <laughs> out in nature. Okay. They're, they can be anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, anti-cancer properties. They're good for you, but I don't believe that they are uh, so really a source of protein. Okay. However, when you call it a steak and you cook it that way, you're sort of replacing that. So mm, interesting. It's not a protein, but we're preparing it as though it were the, the protein of your meal. So this recipe is vegan and dairy-free. Ooh tired of your um heavy meat so we know we're going to be eating a lot of proteins most likely in the next couple yeah. weeks that's right okay so i'm going to make an auto lange recipe Ooh. that is mushroom steaks with butter bean mash which just looks delicious and you know how okay. i love my beans yeah who doesn't love some beans and they're so easy because you can buy them in a can yeah and have them in your pantry and ready to go when oh. you're when you want to make it brilliant okay so your mushrooms are going to have um, garlic onion chipotle uh, pepper chili cumin um coriander tomato paste sea salt and we're gonna put all of that in like a dutch oven that has a lid i'm gonna put the mushrooms in dome up put parchment paper over it push it down to cover all the ingredients cover with the lid and then they're gonna go in the oven this surprised me because i thought they'd just kind of go straight into a skillet or on a grill no okay so they're gonna cook in the oven and then we're gonna take out the mushrooms and we're gonna use all that yummy peppery stuff that we had in there we're gonna whiz it up and use it as like a sauce at the end oh, i'll get into more the detail okay. in the second half after i've made it but that's basically what's gonna how okay. these are gonna be made you don't even need to have your grill you don't have to mess around you just put them in the pan with all the yummy flavors put them in the oven looks delicious anyways i've never made it but we're gonna we're doing a little experiment here i wouldn't expect anything less experimenter <laughs> hat on <laughs> taste tester ready <laughs> we are ready Oh, this sounds mm -hmm. really good. I hope so. It looks delicious. I keep seeing this and I keep wanting to do something with it. So I'm really glad you just jumped on this for me, Heather. I have never made a portobello steak. I've had a portobello burger where you do grill and use that as your burger patty. I have mm. had that, mm -hmm. but I've never had it prepared this way where it's sort of star of your dish. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hey listeners, do you get as excited about fungus and mushrooms as we do? Then go check out Netflix's Fantastic Fungi. And if you or someone you know knows a whole bunch about mushrooms and would like to talk with us, give us a shout. Our email threekitchenspodcast at gmail.com. Now back to more food. Tell me about this fancy mushroom. Okay. Because <laughs> I would call it a fancy mushroom. Is it a fancy mushroom? Okay. So I like this method because it's quite easy. Like okay. it's a, it's kind of like a set it and forget it. Like you're putting it in your oven and walking away and you cannot, you really can't go wrong. Mm. Yes. So basically I think by baking them in the oven, you can pretty much forget about them in there and they're going to be okay. 
of course they shrink a little bit right but they still maintain their moisture and their firm texture and you can't really go wrong so i do really appreciate the method used in this recipe okay um the recipe is for eight mushrooms i only did four so i'm going to talk about four if i can do some quick math while i read this you're going to put in about three quarters of a cup of olive oil and a couple tablespoons of tomato paste a sprinkle of sea salt about half a tablespoon of coriander seeds kind of roughly crushed with your mortar and pestle same with cumin seeds although only about two teaspoons this time but just kind of roughly crush Mm. them in your mortar and pestle those good smelling seasonings that when you crush them up mm, that's the best part is just mushing these and getting the smell Mm, i know i love it half a tablespoon of uh, chipotle chili flakes and five cloves of garlic peeled (laughs) tossed in the pot then you're going to put your mushrooms on top um dome okay. side up i'm gonna set it on top of that put a piece of parchment paper over top okay then the lid and you're gonna put it in the oven at 325 fahrenheit for an hour so set a timer hmm. walk away leave it alone when your timer goes open it up turn them over put your paper back in and your lid 20 okay. minutes more or so until they're tender but not falling apart you want some texture still to it. Although, as I said, you pretty, I don't know how long you'd need to leave it in there for it to fall apart. I don't know. <laughs> but this is pretty long time. Yeah, it is a huh. long time. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then after that's all done, take it out, take your mushrooms out. You can cut them in half and set them aside. Scoop out the stuff out of the pot, put it in a little food processor and whiz it up a little bit. Okay. Until it's smooth-ish. Mainly you want to kind of cut up the garlic cloves mm, okay yeah now put that back in the pan on the stovetop heat it up for about five minutes and then you can put the mushrooms back in there and kind of heat it all up together okay and that's your mushroom then we have this butter bean mash which i'm tempted to call mush not mash <laughs> puree yeah <laughs> yes that sounds better maybe <laughs> when it said mash i pictured thicker texture right it's very thin it is very thin yeah i wasn't crazy about the texture of it but i i do like the flavor of it so i think it's worth maybe trying again so a couple cans of beans did you find butter beans no i found white kidney beans but my research tells me they're essentially the same bean with a different name oh i don't know if i've ever seen butter beans at the store me either and so when you mentioned this, I've been kind of, I've been shopping a couple times and snooping at the shelves. And I thought, where is Heather going to find these beans? Because I don't see them. <laughs> I See, and I'm thinking we get them with a different name. Mm. Or they're similar enough that they don't sell them here. I have no idea. Who knows? <laughs> I did research it because I couldn't find them either. Right. And apparently a white kidney bean is a substitute. And there's a couple other named cannellini. Oh. Is that another one? It's very similar as well, if not the same. Yeah, so I think it's a white bean. (laughs) Pick your favorite white bean is what you're telling us. I think that sounds good. And I bought them in a can because that's what I could find. So drain them, put them in your blender along with lemon juice, olive oil, salt, and a little bit of water. You don't need the water, in my opinion, (laughs) hindsight. You're kind of making it almost the same way you'd make a hummus with a chickpea. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of similar. 
yeah, it says blitz until completely smooth, which I believe I did. <laughs> Transfer to a medium saucepan, cook on medium heat for about five minutes. You just want to warm it through. Mm-hmm. And then you can serve your mushrooms on your, your bean puree. Mm-hmm. So it's very simple. It takes a little bit of time because the mushroom's in the oven for so long, but really your amount of work in the kitchen is very minimal. Mm-hmm. And based on the fact that you gave these to me, and then they sat in my fridge overnight until I got to them the day after that. Mm. And they were still as, del- I'm, I'm assuming they didn't change much in texture mm. because I That's heated good. them up. They were soft to cut through. They had great flavor in them. So I think you could make those mushrooms do the long cook part anytime you want, reserve everything. And then when it's time to serve, it's whiz, zip, pour, and ta-da. <laughs> yeah. You really, I think they're just so versatile. Yeah, kind of crazy how tough they are. So <laughs> I mentioned and said that I thought that these were fancy mushrooms. Yeah, what's that about? So when I finally did serve it, I had my butter bean mash. And then I had these two pretty little mushrooms like <laughs> sitting right in the middle. And then I had some of that sauce from the mushrooms just kind of drizzled around it. And it looked, I should have taken a picture and I didn't, but it looked like something I would imagine paying like mm. for a tasting menu type of thing. Like yes. it looked very yeah. pretty and fancy. And I was like, this would be impressive to serve if you're serving a multi-course meal or if you're going to make like a nice meal for your honey and you want to make it something special you don't need a ton of this it's not like you want to eat eight mushrooms worth but I think as like a little is it called an amuse bouche (laughs) I totally thought the same thing (laughs) that's what I was thinking it should go for it's like a first course yeah like it's like a fancy first course because I wouldn't want to eat a steak's worth of this yeah, like, I don't think you want like three mushrooms on your plate, like <laughs> a huge no, amount. No, it would be too much. And I think it would get, I don't know, it has a very savory flavor, which can yeah. just be almost too overpowering if you have too much of it. But if you have this nice little tasty bit, mm-hmm. I thought, what a great, like fancy, like a little starter. I like that. Have a little starter, have something else, and then you can have like a more diverse meal with many different little things. And with as easy as you said it was to make for plating at the end, it would work well for that. Yeah, I like that idea. Oh, what I did really like about, even though I didn't love the texture of the beans, Mm. I liked the lemon in it. I loved the flavor in it. Yeah, I liked that it was kind of this bright flavor with the heavy mushroom. Yes. I, I did think that worked well together. Yeah. The first time I started liking beans in my life was a moment. <laughs> I, wow. We went out for dinner and I ordered lamb and they served this beautiful piece of lamb on this bed of beans. And it was like a creamy bean. It had the whole beans in it. And then it Ooh. was in its own like pureed paste. And so this made me think of those flavors. And I think if maybe you left some of the beans whole and then just pureed a few of them and mix them back in with the beans, Mm. that would make it much more substantial as a base, but then all the flavor would be there too. And then maybe you'd eat a little bit more in the bean category. Yeah, because it makes it a bit hard to eat when it's so thin. Yeah. You kind of got to put it in a bowl. (laughs) At first I forgot about it and I was like, are these like weird mashed potatoes? <laughs> and I was like, nope, 
that or Heather really messed up mashed potatoes. <laughs> but I liked all the flavors. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really, really tasty. So you played around a bit with the mushrooms. So I was, because I quite liked the method, I made mushrooms again Aha. yesterday. Okay. And I did a bit more like a braise, like what we would traditionally do with, with a piece of meat. Okay. So essentially the same method, but I chopped up a bunch of tomatoes that I had that were starting to wrinkle a little bit mm. and some onion and uh, beef broth and garlic. And then I put my mushrooms into it. Oh, okay. and some basil. Mm. And then I put the parchment paper in the lid and I did the whole thing again, one hour and then flip 20 more minutes. And then I like to slice those mushrooms up, mixed it back in with the other, the braising liquid and veggies. And then we tossed it with spaghetti mm. and had it for lunch like that. And it was really, I just ate it again for lunch today. I just reheated. It was really good that way too. I think the, whatever you're braising it in or cooking mm -hmm. it, in, baking it in is good. That mushroom is going to absorb flavors right. and that's what makes it yummy i did mm. wish i'd had some wine for some reason i was out of the cooking sherry that i usually have in my pantry and i was like darn it because I, <laughs> <laughs> I would have tossed that in there because or a red wine yeah. with the beef broth that would have been really good with mm. the mushroom delicious so i think if nothing else this method is very good for cooking those big portobello mushrooms right even even small mushrooms i imagine you could just pop a bunch of those in and bake them maybe right. less time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I liked it. Maybe not a full meal, but an amuse-bouche. <laughs> I, I agree. This is where we've ended up now. <laughs> We're now <laughs> willingly saying French words. I'm going to buy some portobello mushrooms. Now that I know the method, I saw them at the store and as much as I like them, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to buy these because what if this is like some sort of cruel torture that I have to go through? <laughs> But oh, it sounds so easy. really easy, and I think it'll be something different to pop up on that plate. And, yeah, like, let's try and do some more meatless Mondays. Not everybody in my family likes it, but... No, same here. It's hard. It's not a, an easy sell. No. But it's a lot cheaper to buy, you know, four portobello mushrooms than it is to buy four steaks. I'm guessing. Yeah. So it's a good alternative, I think. Well, thanks for bringing the fungus. Among us? <laughs> Th thanks. Thanks, Heather. My pleasure. And if anyone made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Go give us five stars just for that last yeah, little, please. little two points there. <laughs> and now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com. Remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and leave a review, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, is it fungi or fungi or fungi? You're asking Uranus over here, so. Uranus. <laughs> <laughs>